0: Hello to everybody from around the world. Welcome to episode three of season two of the Retail Wavemakers, a Trade Cruise Talks podcast. My name is Nadine Heubel. I'm the Senior Managing Director, Travel Retail North America at Newmark, formerly known as Herbert & His House. But today I'm talking to you as the Retail Ambassador for Trade. Retail has been going from strength to strength in the cruise industry and I'm grateful for Trade to have acknowledged this development by creating a retail ambassador role, which I am very honored to have been appointed to. Part of my responsibility is to create further awareness for this exciting sector amongst cruise industry peers. And what better way to do it than creating our own podcast mini-series, The Retail Wavemakers Podcast. In this podcast series, I will welcome different stakeholders of the cruise retail industry, cruise lines, retailers, vendors, and consultants. And I will discuss with my guests the state of the cruise retail industry. We have a lineup of amazing guests. and We will hear from them firsthand about latest innovation, initiatives, challenges, and their personal outlook of the future of cruise retail. And we will also get a little bit personal with our rapid fire questions at the end of the podcast. On this episode, I would like to welcome somebody who has inspired me a lot during the last few years. Natalia Natrolle, the Director of Human Resources at Heinemann Americas, where she oversees the administration and strategic direction for both corporate and shipboard retail teams. As an SHRM certified professional with nine years' experience, she has proven expertise in effectuating organizational goals through the strategic management of employee organization relationships. Throughout her career, she has been regarded as a highly valued business partner, adept at cultivating corporate cultures with progressive technical resources, prolific communications and robust development programs that support revenue growth. Nat and I worked together during the dark days of the COVID pandemic. And I have to say, without her at my side, I would have most probably lost my mind a few times. Thanks to her resilience and positivity, we were able to use the crisis as an opportunity and transform the company culture in a very profound way. Nat, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm honestly very excited to be here. And when you reached out regarding it, I was excited. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Not down at all. So, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, you know, and I, I, always like to have an excuse to uh, to meet up <laughs> with you and talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, and you know what? It also seems that my always my guests they go on vacation before they do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm you have you relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> you just been on vacation as well, right?
1: Yes, yes, I did. I was in Mexico uh, with a few girlfriends over the weekend, and we had a really good time. A lot of fun in the sun, and now <laughs> back to business as usual. So. Okay.
0: But s- sounds great. So you're relaxed, and now we can have a, <laughs> a relaxed conversation about mm-hmm. uh, a quite important topic HR. So let's get right into it. So, could you tell us a little bit about the cruise operations of Heinemann Americas? Um, how many ships do you have? And then, especially talking about HR, how many staff members work for you from how many different nationalities? and anything else you think of you would like to share with us.
1: All right. A little bit about Heinemann Americas. We pretty much have been creating uh, tailor-made solutions for cruise retail since 2018. Throughout the years, we've partnered with cruise operators such as Carnival, Royal Caribbean and Princess Cruises, which has been very exciting. For the greater part of 2023, we will have three vessels in our fleet in partnership with Royal Caribbean. So that's the Independence of the Seas, Odyssey of the Seas, and their current newest vessel, which is the Wonder of the Seas. Uh, The great news for Heinemann Americas is that we'll continue to grow our fleet with Royal Caribbean because we've been contracted to deliver the icon of the seas in the fall of this year, which is good news for us because it'll be the third consecutive new build awarded to us in a row, which is very, very exciting. Across our fleet as a whole, we have 68 active crew members working on board, approximately another 40 or so on vacation at any given time. From a nationality perspective, there are 26 nationalities that are represented on board, included but not limited to Brazil, Guyana, Jamaica, Macedonia, India, Romania, and South Africa. So... It's a very exciting business, to say the least. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's like a melting pot. It's like the <laughs> United Nations. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I would definitely agree with that point. <laughs> yeah,
0: And I also like what you said, you know, that you're very proud of now being also awarded the, the two newest ships of Royal Caribbean, because I think this is always a wonderful moment when you mm-hmm. step for the first time on one of these new, amazing vessels. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, 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 it is pretty exciting, um, especially just being a part of the build-out process and the planning process um, in partnership with the cruise lines, that's that's always ex- exciting to see it come together in the end.
0: That's really one of the things I have to say I, I miss not, work, <laughs> not, not not working together anymore. It's really going <laughs> on the ship and, and looking at the stores when they just opened and welcoming mm-hmm. the teams. Yeah, that's a great a great feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is for sure.
0: But let's also talk a little bit about recruiting, because I mean, recruiting staff for onboard operations, it's quite different from recruiting staff for your land operation. And I'm sure that our listeners would like to hear a little bit more about, I would like call it the complexity of recruiting, but also the complexity of really onboarding your cruise retail staff.
1: Yeah, it is very different. And while I can't say that it is similar or has similarities to land recruiting, the complexities arise or come up mainly in the pre-onboarding stages. So what does that even mean? So, well, we can start with like, for us, the initial stage of hiring is recruitment. So we partner with recruiting firms just like land-based companies. Our recruiting firms are internationally based. So in South Africa, Romania, and the UK, And they source, screen, and present talent for open positions to us. Once a candidate actually passes our interview process and is offered a position, then pre-onboarding begins. At this stage is where the complexities come up and there is quite a bit of paperwork involved uh, that has to be gathered and submitted. So we are very keen in being attentive to our new hires just to ensure that the candidate experience is a positive one because there's there's a lot that goes into it. So while some of the paperwork is the usual, like reference, background checks, certifications, and trainings, others are unique, unless, of course, a land-based company is relocating a candidate internationally. And in this case, that's where the complexity comes into play because there are medical clearances, passports, visas, and in some cases, even country clearances for a new hire to actually exit and leave their country for work. Oh, And this is, of course, highly dependent on the nationality of the candidate and also where the home port of the vessel is going to be. So this stage for us can take anywhere from two weeks up to four months, and In some cases, it is much longer because we are very much dependent on government agencies for, of course, the passports and the visas. And especially after the pandemic, wait times for appointments have been a little bit more difficult to get, although the wait times are, of course, improving. So for us, as we are scheduling embarkations or debarkations three to six months out, We also have to ensure that there is a lot of contingency planning in the event that there are agency delays or other delays when gathering the required documents to go on board. So it is quite a complex process. We managed to get through it because we managed to continue to keep our vessel staff. So, despite the complexities, we work through them as they come up.
0: Wow, well, and I, and I learned something new. I mean, I I w- was aware of many things working together with you, but I had no <laughs> idea. I had no idea that you need a in some cases a country clearance for colleagues to leave.
1: Yeah, their yes. country. yeah. So specifically for Indian nationals, before they can even leave to let's say. For work in another country, you have to petition. We, of course, go through an agency petition to the government for their release, or they can get turned around at the airport. So it's it's a very unique and intricate process, mm-hmm. of course. And then other nationalities, in some cases, require the same. So it just it's really dependent on the nationality of the new hire and also the home port of the vessel. So
0: very interesting to listen to this. Heinemann is is a family business with a, a a very unique culture, and you are still living in it, and I have been have been living in it, so we can really say it's it's very unique and very special. And when you and me we worked together at Heinemann Americas, we did a lot of culture work together, and we did this mostly for our headquarters staff. So can you tell us a little bit what is the Heinemann culture, and also how do you make sure that this super unique and special culture is then also brought to the teams on board the ships?
1: So I would say. Regarding the culture of Heinemann, it can be described as human-centric. So we definitely strongly take into consideration how our people want to work, how to inspire them to do their work, and how we give them the tools and show them that we're invested in their development. So, of course, as you know from our work together, this is a never-ending effort (laughs) (laughs) that demands a lot of communication and regular communication between management, HR, and the people of our organization. So for us, we've created various communication loops from onboarding to an employee's exit, to hear their sentiments and needs before making decisions, implementing changes, and even thereafter. So for our onboard crew, we make every effort to ensure that they feel part of the bigger picture and are not just on the vessel with no voice in the middle of somewhere or moving from port to port. This year, especially for us, as we manage a smaller fleet, We want to continue to ensure that they have regular updates with our shoreside management and the rest of the team, scheduled regular visits, not just from our shipboard operations team, but also from other departments. This year, we're beginning the year with a fleet kickoff where we will present to our entire fleet the focus and the priorities for 2023. So that they are in the know and they can ask questions or voice concerns. And our hope is to have something like this scheduled on a regular cadence. So they simply keep abreast of how we're tracking towards our priorities and goals. We will also introduce like quarterly poll surveys. You know that we have them for mm-hmm. our corporate staff to the shipboard teams this year. Just to hear more frequently about what is going on, how things are trending for them, and just in an effort to create communication loops for them so that we hear their sentiments and their needs before we implement decisions, make changes, and even thereafter.
0: How do you do the the fleet kickoff? Is this like on a Zoom call? or? uh...
1: Yeah. So it is, it's a team's call and it takes a lot of organization. I know shipboard operations, they're trying to align port schedules so that we do it when they're in port, they don't have deliveries going on or too much on board going on and can get everyone in the room. And then for our staff that are at home or on vacation, they will also be provided with the link to just call in and they'll receive updates, not just from HR, but our managing director, our shipboard operations team, and we will give them just an overlook of what the year looks like for us.
0: Amazing. And as you said, I mean you can clearly see that communication is really key to what you do. That's mm-hmm. very to the or to your heart, very important for you. But at the same time, you also said it it's hard work. It is. <laughs> communication is it's it's hard work. It is. But but if somebody can do it, it's you. I know this. <laughs> In our last episode, Jennifer Feldman from EFI, she was talking about some of their HR initiatives and one in particular where they focus on mental health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really a very, very important theme, especially for crew members who are far from home. What are your initiatives in this area?
1: I know mental health and well-being, it's one of those topics that everyone says, hey, it's a priority for us. But it truly is priority for us here at Heinemann Americas especially as it concerns the crew on board. So in 2022, so last year, we introduced in the earlier Q1 mental health course. And what is included in this course is pretty much a training on how to notice and support themselves through any sort of mental crisis or even recognize individuals who maybe experience the same thing on board. And it also really gives them resources to connect to the appropriate personnel or person on board or even shoreside in our office. And this training is included in the initial e-training that all of our crew is required to go through prior to onboarding. So we try to provide them with the resources before they even go through and may experience something on board, just in very proactive. So we take a very proactive approach. And then we also have regular biweekly meetings with managers on board. And one of the check-in questions is around not only their mental health and well-being, but how their team is trending from a mental health and well-being perspective, especially when there are events that may take place on board or something may be going on personally with a crew member at home with a loved one or a friend. So it's something that we do prioritize and we take very seriously and we try to ensure that everyone is aware of the appropriate resources Mm -hmm. available
0: to them. Thank you for sharing. And, and what you said, I think it's so important to prevention, or just to recognize it within yourself that something is going on and, and, yes. and that maybe you're not yourself. And sometimes we all don't want to accept it or want don't want to hear or don't have the tools to know it. So that's great that you help everybody to really do a kind of self check, but also be able to see if others are in, in need or in, in pain. So what I always also found fascinating, or have always found fascinating, is that the retail staff on board is, of course, part of Heinemann Americas, or part of the retailer, the concessionaire. But at the same time, it is also a part of the cruise line ecosystem. So in, in a way, there are maybe two value systems, not necessarily competing, but two value systems. So how do you collaborate with the cruise lines to really make sure that the cultures are aligned and that... Your staff feels home in both worlds, so to speak.
1: Of course, you've worked for Heinemann Americas, so you know that we thrive in differentiating ourselves from our competitors with our unique offerings, layouts, activations in our stores. And we also recognize the role that the crew plays in representing our brand. And while we make every effort to guarantee that they're fully versed in our values, in our service leadership commitments, because those are things we're proud of, we also ensure that we remain a partner to the cruise line. So how do we do that? We do our due diligence in really understanding the values and the differentiators of the brands that we partner with. And we present those values and differences to our onboard crew in the pre-onboarding stages of hire so that they are fully aware from embarkation, not only what Heinemann expects of them, but also what will be expected of them from our cruise partner. So throughout their contract, so we do our due diligence by preparing them because we understand that there is a period of time where they're growing their sea legs for (laughs) a better sentiment and they're adapting to the brand that they may be representing. We try to give them that information even before they go on board.
0: Very fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you talked a lot about different HR activities already, Mm -hmm. but which one is the one you are most proud of? Well, I've been with Heinemann <laughs> quite
1: quite a <laughs> lot. So I've, I've seen a number of initiatives rolled out to operations. Just being a part of Heinemann's journey from almost the very beginning as it relates to cruise retail. So I would say my top two specifically for 2022 would definitely be the rollout of the mental health course. And then in 2022 for our shipboard teams, We also implemented an e-learning system, trainings, and performance management tools. So we moved away from a lot of the paper forms to electronic. So yay! it, (laughs) it, of course, makes our lives a little easier. But of course, from a corporate responsibility perspective, limits the amount of paper waste that was taking place
0: so absolutely glad to hear this (laughs) that that you're paperless now (laughs) i was always so bad i would always lose the papers this was my 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 biggest issue (laughs) so now there's nothing i can lose because you there would not be anything to lose because it's all online (laughs) it's great (laughs) so and not another question for you What do you think? How is HR going to or needing to evolve in the cruise retail if it want to be relevant and even maybe more important in the future?
1: In my opinion, HR Mm. in cruise retail has always been complex, but even more so now, especially with advances in tech focus, I think there needs to be a shift from just sort of managing the personnel and doing administrative tasks to really increasing the employee engagement and building the company culture. We can say with a high degree of certainty that the employee experience on board really impacts guest experience. So it is vital that we not only have the right amount of talent on board, but also ensure that they're trained, that they're engaged and retained through policies and processes that put people at the forefront in a customer-centric culture.
0: Yeah, you are absolutely uh, well, 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 well prepared for this or, or always been an, an, an advocate also for really making sure to be engaged, as, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's always something how I have known you and how I came to appreciate you a lot because employee engagement was always something very, very important to you. So last question before we go to the rapid fire questions because this is a SeaTrade podcast, so I need to ask the question, what do you think SeaTrade can do to really support the cruise retail industry even more to thrive? So I think they
1: do a great job at just offering the opportunity to collaborate and explore solutions that support sustainable cruising, for sure. I would say more focus, if it's not already, should probably be on challenging companies in the retail travel or shipboard retail sector, To really rethink their business models and traditions, especially in light of the pandemic and all of the other things that have taken place since 2020 (laughs) within this space. Because I think that while traditions have taken us or brought us to where we are in many organizations, there needs to be a real push and challenge on companies to collaborate more and really rethink how they do business.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing this. And that's definitely noted from a sea trade perspective. Mm -hmm. So are you ready for the rapid fire (laughs) questions?
1: I am.
0: Yay. Nat, what is your favorite cruise destination? Nassau.
1: Bahamas. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) No, 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 no
0: bias there, right?
1: (laughs) No bias.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you want to, you want to share with the listeners why we, why we are
1: Um, so My family is from the Bahamas. So any destination in the Bahamas really is a thing. Just because I come off the ship and experience the culture and the food and just have a great homely experience. So
0: <laughs> and what is your favorite location to unwind on a cruise ship?
1: I would say the balcony. Just oh yeah on the
0: balcony <laughs> just Take a break of breather. Buffet or a la carte breakfast. A la carte. Bingo or trivia. Bingo? Oh. <laughs> I thought I thought you you're going to be a trivia person. Uh,
1: I mean, it's not much thought. It's just
0: yeah. <laughs> It's more relaxing. More than like, <laughs> yeah. And and maybe maybe less competitive. <laughs> so what was the last product you bought on a cruise ship? Rituals dry body oil. I really like it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your most favorite specialty restaurant? on a cruise Um, ship?
1: I would say Izumi, uh, the sushi restaurant on Odyssey of the Seas.
0: Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And now last question for you. Which retail operation on which ship? And this needs to be outside of the Heidemann America's operations. Would you like to give kudos to?
1: So I would say not a particular ship. However, kudos to Effie Jewelry on the Return to Sea collection for which they did for Carnival. And it's said to be inspired by many aspects of the ocean and it's a beautiful collection. So I would say kudos to them.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. It was so great to have you on the show. It was so great to reconnect with you. Thank you for all the insight you have given us. And I'm um, looking forward to follow all your successes from the outside now. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank, thank, you. thank you for having
1: me. Feel free to reach out anytime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely we we have I to have, have to to, we are. have to have the lunch <laughs> Please, you me we. I uh, I will send <laughs> you some dates. <things. laughs> perfect. <laughs> All right. Thank All you right. very much Ned. Thank you.
1: Take care. You too.